Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT security in government, underwritten this week by Veritas Technologies and Kerasoft. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about how federal agencies can protect the remote workforce and federal data from ransomware threats. Ransomware attacks continue to be a growing threat, not only to state and local governments, but to federal agencies too, according to a recent study released by FedScoop and StateScoop. The pandemic has only given ransomware attackers a wider foothold to exploit IT vulnerabilities. With fewer network security personnel available on site and employees relying on equipment that's often not secure, agencies need to take immediate measures to secure their data from compromise. We have a distinguished lineup of guests today. Joining us is David Surgeon, Senior Director for Veritas Technologies. Dave has nearly 30 years of experience in IT. Prior to working with Veritas, he served in leadership roles at Cisco, Adobe, and Oracle. Dave, welcome to the program. Thanks, Wyatt. Glad to be here. Also joining us is Mike Mallorette, Director of Sales Engineering at Veritas Technologies. Mike has extensive experience leading business and technical operations. In his current role, he advises the U.S. Department of Defense and intelligence agencies on security issues. Mike, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me today. And also joining the discussion is Barry Levine, Director for Federal Healthcare and Civilian Strategic Programs at Veritas Technologies. Barry similarly has more than 25 years of technology experience working with federal civilian and healthcare agencies. Barry, thanks so much for joining us as well. Glad to be here. Thanks, Wyatt. Barry, let's start with you. How would you describe what ransomware attackers are seeing right now from their perspective as they look to exploit federal agency security weaknesses compared to a few months ago before so many employees began working from home? Yeah, you know, let's put some context around that question. In 2019, we found organizations falling victim to ransomware one in every 14 seconds. By 2025, in three and a half short years, we're going to be managing over 175 zettabytes of data with a Z. So we're going to have to really watch the endpoints now with the teleworkers in addition to the agency's IT practices as a whole. Mike, what's your perspective on how ransomware attackers are looking at federal agencies right now compared to a few months ago? You know, it's interesting how security's continued to evolve over time, and recent events in the world have certainly made security evolve even further. The good news is, as many of the agencies might have already been on this path, but they are looking to accelerate it. What we see is you have to protect a lot more variables, right? You have to understand that you may have devices that normally would not have been trusted in your environment. Now you have to be able to build trust mechanisms around it, allow for installation of security components to be added to those individual devices that may not have been trusted in the past. As we increase the number of workers that are actually working remotely, it also brings into consideration those networks that those remote workers are actually operating on. When they're on their home networks, they may have additional people in the house who are also doing things that can become an additional attack vector where somebody could compromise not necessarily the system that you're trusting, but compromise somebody else's system and then try to build a hole through that home network and then attack the individual endpoint. So it has created some additional challenges. We see having a protection strategy around even those additional endpoints and making sure that the data that is being produced at remote sites is being protected properly, where it's being stored, et cetera, all being part of a comprehensive strategy. 
Uh, Mike, you spoke quite a bit already about the surge in remote users and what that represents in the way of security threats. But let me follow up on that. How has that and the reliance on cloud services more broadly and the distributed nature of data in today's agencies changed the data security priorities for CISOs? Yeah, so specifically on the defense side, what we've seen is most of the defense entities did not have the ability to actually scale up rapidly enough to support full teleworker environment. Some of the particular enclaves might have, but many of them really were only set up to be able to do maybe 10 to 15%. And we've seen them rapidly escalate up to about 60% remote workers and looking to be able to go beyond that. However, within that particular side of the government space, there's also the concept of the closed networks. We are starting to see that the CISOs on the defense and intelligence sides are starting to examine how there might be able to be a capability for remote workers to be able to access those closed networks in the future, but they're not quite there yet. On the civilian side, we see some similar challenges with the scalability and also the devices, same thing from an endpoint protection standpoint that we talked about previously. Well, Dave Surgeon, let me ask the same question. How are you seeing the surge in remote users, the reliance on cloud services, and again, this distributed nature of data today changing the data security priorities for federal CISOs? Yeah, I think it's such a point now that everyone's focusing on. It's really getting access to information, getting the data, whether in the defense world, we talk about it being at the tactical edge all the way up to a strategic level. How do we have access to the information? There's a lot of data sources, data repositories, but how are we delivering that? And there is this strong push to cloud and getting access to that. And we really talk about two things called data illumination and operation resiliency. How do we find the information? Where do we find it? Are we getting the quality of data that we need to make decisions at the right time, the right place? And I think with that, this remote working and where we're at, you know, for example, in DOD, one of the military services, when they first started in the beginning of this calendar year, less than 5% of people were remote working or at least having access to data outside the office. They're now upwards of 90%. Another military service is now have hundreds of thousands of people in remote working aspect. And that's not going to recede, right? That's going to continue and fully develop as it going forward. So there's two pieces in that. There's one, how do we get the data and make sure it's there? And then what's the resiliency of, of the platforms we have to deliver? It. And the cloud services is one of them. Do we have it that if we have some different dynamics that come either operationally or just with the current environment, are we able to respond to that and still be able to have our workers accomplish their mission, get the information, get the data they need? Well, gentlemen, what steps should agency leaders be looking to take to better protect their data, especially from ransomware attacks that can easily hold an agency's reputation hostage, as well as threaten its ability to serve the public? Barry, maybe you could take that one first. Sure. As my colleagues articulated a few minutes ago, it's all about the data. Having visibility into an agency's data is key. You know, the Databird report states that 52% of an agency's data is dark. 33% is either redundant, obsolete, or trivial, which leaves about 15% of the agency's data relevant. So having a good data stewardship can improve the security posture as well and leave the agency less vulnerable. Mike can add some technical content around an enterprise data services platform that we are really being successful in deploying across the enterprise. Yeah, thanks, Barry. The way that Veritas is looking at this, we don't look at it from a backup and recovery. We look at it from an operational recovery aspect where somebody, if they have some sort of event that requires them to immediately bring a system back online, they should have that kind of end user capability from an administrator perspective to be able to bring that up. 
They shouldn't have to rely on another team and it should be able to be brought up in a very rapid fashion. So you think about the concept of instant recovery or recovery from snapshotting capabilities that allows people to actually do something from an operational perspective to bring yourself up online very quickly. We also look at it from a local recovery perspective. Sometimes you do actually have to go to a backup system, which in some cases the operational recovery is being supported directly by that backup system. But sometimes you need to go to another team to actually be able to do the restores depending upon the type of system that we're talking about. Then we look at it from how do we actually keep the environment up and running in one site and have it be able to fail over into a second site. And what if that first site is actually cloud vendor A and the second site is cloud vendor B? Is it possible to have that same operational recovery and local recovery system also be able to provide you that high availability from one cloud vendor to another? And the answer in Veritas world is yes. And then the last line of defense becomes your full disaster recovery. So if something were to happen where that first cloud vendor or on-premise location went down, would you be able to bring that system up into another cloud environment or onto on-premises environment, et cetera? And with Veritas, we believe that you should be able to do all of those things, the operational recovery, the local recovery, the high availability, and the full-out disaster recovery, all through a common data services platform, and do it all through a single licensing SKU that allows you to maximize your investments. Dave, anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, as Mike highlighted, what we're seeing across the federal market, there's a concern that if I'm going in one vein with cloud or I'm on-prem or I'm on that spectrum, how can I make sure that there's some agility to what I'm trying to do? And then really how we can start to be proactive in what we're doing with our data so we can make the form decisions at the right time. And I think that's the piece where people are really starting to focus in on because I highlight two things when I engage with leadership on the DoD side and Intel side is that we're getting voluminous amounts of data. The velocity is coming so quick. How are we getting the data? How are we securing that it's the right data? And then are we able to make quick quality decisions that affect organizations? Uh, finally, gentlemen, modernizing backup systems seems to be more crucial than ever to safeguarding and recovering agency data from ransomware attacks. Just briefly, why is that? And why should leaders prioritize investing in modernized backup systems? And what separates best of breed backup systems from more traditional business continuity systems? Uh, Barry, do you want to take that one first? Sure. It comes down to one very important feature, resiliency. Agencies, regardless of where your apps and your data resides, you have to have complete capabilities to access that data regardless of the outage or where that outage may reside. You know, here's the challenge. What agencies can provide assurance and evidence of a successful backup is critical. You know, at the time of restoration is not to find out that your backup was not successful. So having that resiliency built in is critical. Data is growing at an exponential rate, and simple backup and recovery approaches are just no longer suitable. Agencies have to have a more deliberate action that must be considered for data protection strategy. In fact, if you look at the data protection strategy that's outlaid by OMB and the multiple different uh, chief data officers, it's critical that agencies are starting to build a data protection strategy into their data protection plans as well. Mike or Dave, additional thoughts on that? 
Yeah, this is Mike again. I think when we speak specifically about ransomware, it's a little bit different in the fact that it actually does hijack the data, which is the most important asset in a agency or even a commercial company's environment, right? The data is, is ultimately what derives value and allows the business to continue to operate or the agency to continue to support its individual mission. So when we look at it, we look at it from having that comprehensive approach of how do we actually gain information into the data that is within the environment? So from a data visibility and a data insights category, we actually prefer to see companies who are monitoring the actual data sets themselves, as well as protecting those data sets. When it comes to a backup system, the backup system needs to be able to ensure that only the backup system is the ability to actually write or overwrite the backups, right? In addition to that, the backup systems need to be able to support immutable environments. So in the event that first line of defense of the right protection and that kind of access control mechanism were to be bypassed, that there'd be another layer of capability to ensure that not only is your data encrypted now and no longer accessible, that your backups don't get encrypted. And then from a traditional business continuity standpoint, what we see is typically if somebody can get an attack vector on one side, most of the continuity solutions are based upon replication-based technology, which will additionally also replicate that encrypted data from one site to the next, or the ransomware worm that is actually encrypting the data can be replicated over to the other site. And therefore you now have problems with that. So it's a complete comprehensive strategy that I think you have to employ. And Veritas has many solutions to be able to help with ransomware attacks. Dave, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the federal strategy around data, the DODs come out with the digital modernization and one of their key pillars is data as a strategic asset. And that's so vital. If our personnel are number one when it comes to, to any organization, especially the DOD in the federal space. But more importantly, after that, as you start to make decisions, and it's all about the data. And that data is the lifeblood that goes and flows. So how do you have a comprehensive data management, data governance strategy? And that's so vital. Well, those are some great points. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today, though. Dave Surgeon, Mike Mallorette, and Barry Levine, thanks so much for joining us to talk about ways federal agencies can protect federal data from ransomware threats. Wyatt, thank you very much for having us today. Wyatt, appreciate the time. Glad to be here. Thanks, Wyatt. And thanks to Veritas Technologies and Kerasoft for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT security in government on fedscoop.com and our FedScoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash. Thanks for tuning in.